Today's show is brought to you by the Trex YouTube channel. If you're into following through hikers journeys, and if you're here, I'm guessing you might be, then we think you'll also really dig our YouTube channel. We've got an assortment of eager, charismatic hikers on the AT, PCT, and CDT sharing the highs, lows, and everything in between of their journeys in video form. Head to youtube.com slash C slash The Trek to check out all of the latest from our wonderful vloggers. Trail Correspondence presented by The Trek. Today's episode was not supposed to happen. At the beginning of the season, we outline the subjects in which we want our hikers to share with you. Today's show was not on that agenda. This episode is in response to the recent news of the murder that occurred on the Appalachian Trail. In the very early hours of May 11th, a pair of hikers were attacked by a man with a machete. One of them survived, albeit with very serious wounds. The other, Ronald Sanchez, known on trail as Stronghold, did not. For the sake of not repeating myself, you can hear more of the details about this attack and my brief thoughts on this horrific incident in the intro of episode 38 of Backpacker Radio. For this show, however, I want to feature the take of our Appalachian Trail hikers, those who were out on the trail during this tragic event. In the following recordings, they share how they found out about the news and how it has impacted their hikes, along with that of their trail families. Here it is. Hi everyone, this is Dash, and I am at a hostel trail mile 972 on the AT. And this is a hard assignment for this podcast because I'm going to talk a little bit about my reaction to the terrible attack and death of a fellow thru-hiker in Southern Virginia. That was truly a horrific event and so so unlike the experience I've had on the trail encountering fellow hikers. Everyone I have met has been pleasant, supportive, um, just the kind of people that you would hope to be around. And although I had quite a few of my friends who were checking in with me on my own safety, as well as the concern of my family, I feel very safe on the trail. I still am surrounded by people who are just as, um, just as involved with the trail in a positive way as I have felt on my whole journey. So I 
want to close this very brief uh, comment with my own feeling that I will continue on this trail without any hesitation and will continue to assume until there's any indication that I shouldn't, but I will continue to assume that everyone is uh, giving me the um, true side of themselves, which is the goal of hiking and enjoying the outdoors, whether they're section hikers or through hikers or just a day hiker. I think we all share a love of the outdoors and the just the general comfort and um, feeling of joy when we're out in the woods. So this is Dash signing off from the Mountain Home Hostel. Hello, hello. This is Hot Buns and... No worries. We are coming at you from uh, the Angel's Rest Hiker Haven in Parisburg, Virginia. So, as you've probably seen in the news, um, there's been um, a murder on the AT, um, and it has affected all of us. Um, this man is a wonderful, wonderful person. Like, I never got to meet him, but I feel like every time I think... Of, of quitting or the fact that, you know, I'm tired and I don't want to do this anymore. I think about the fact that he's not here anymore to be able to keep on hiking. And so that kind of motivates me to keep going. Like I want to, I want to do this for him. I want to be able to think of him along the way. And when I get to Katahdin, I've got a picture of him and I can, you know, hold it in my hand and know that he got to come along for the ride. Yeah, this is a tough subject um, for all and uh, for Hot Buns and I, the situation happened around and just outside of Marion, Virginia. Um, we had got off the trail to go into Marion to get Hot Buns' new shoes. Mm -hmm. Waking up that morning, uh, we'd heard the news. Um, quite a slap in the face and, and, uh, and just really crazy somber time. We had found out what had happened who was involved and where it was. For us, that trip into Marion probably saved us from being within five miles of the incident. Yeah, directly in the middle of it. Two of the people that helped the injured hiker off the hill we were hiking with mm -hmm. for the better part of the last week. Mm -hmm. um, the two people that got away um, is somebody we've communicated with and we would call friends, really hit home really hit us hard um it's just a tough spot um not only knowing the people involved but the situation uh we talked to many different hikers and it was a somber saddening time and and there was a lot of tears yeah yeah 
a lot of tears whether you knew the victims or not and as you've probably heard hikers say so many times this is a family out here it is it's a good community and more than you'll ever know until maybe you do a section or through hike this community is amazing um, and truly is a family yeah we bonded we we came together and and just really bonded even more than we did over this the group support helped um, all the different hikers kind of got together um, so so the support of the community helped but it was a very somber is a very somber still talked about quite mm -hmm. often something that we hold uh, the victims in, in high esteem um, we've talked to a few of them it just really hit hard and we are always thinking of uh, strongholds to to the end it, it yeah. hurts bad to know somebody that came out here to find himself lost himself so just yeah. a tough moment the community is strong and powerful and moving forward with these people in our thoughts mm -hmm. and if it wasn't for such an amazingly strong community that there are really no words to describe this really could have been something different yeah I totally agree but in the best description um, it is like the most amazing family you'll ever have pull together support everybody talk it out at camp it's just it's been it's been good to have that support yeah it really has it's it's a shame that that when we think of our hike we can't think of stronghold being at Katahdin right um, with his picture but uh, we'll ever forever remember him yes we know some people that hiked with him and it said amazing things so AT strong and never forget stronghold. That's right. Okay, guys, we just wanted to kind of let you know how how his death has affected us on on the trail here. So um, just remember, get out there and, and live your adventure the best way you can. Take the time to live your adventure. All right. everyone, it's Banks recording live from Wilmington, Delaware, and I'm here to kind of quickly check in with you guys about the recent tragedy on the AT. I was in Waynesboro when I heard from my friend Cushy Life that there had been an attack on trail, that someone had possibly died, and that the person who did this was in police custody. I told Rocket, Lord Hobo, and Disc, who were with me, and we all kind of dove into social media and we were trying to figure out what was going on which we couldn't because the online community was in a frenzy um, there was a lot of fear-mongering going on a lot of rumors getting worked up in the rumor mill so we couldn't get really a straight answer um, the only thing that everyone could agree on was that the guy was in custody so we took comfort in the fact that law enforcement did their job and he was, you know, no, no longer on trail. So all throughout that day and the couple days following, while we were waiting for a police report to come out to officially tell us what had happened, we were discussing how this would affect our hike and, you know, what would we be doing differently uh, in the future. So 
the biggest thing for Rocket and I was to not be camping alone. Both of us hadn't done it that many times in the past. And when we had done it, it was less we were scared of other people coming and, you know, being in our camp and more we were scared of bears coming to eat us. (laughs) So um, we made the conscious decision to not camp alone ever again because it just didn't feel safe to us. And we also all decided that we were going to take our gut feelings way more seriously on trail. We had been hiking around a guy who was consistently drunk, um, was verbally harassing some of our hiking partners, and was just generally making all of us very uncomfortable. And we were, at that point, just really pissed off about it and were really just trying to avoid him as best we could, but weren't actively really thinking about him like a threat. And once this happened, we started thinking about him as more unstable and more like, if we see this man, we are going to turn the other way and leave. So between not camping alone and taking your gut feeling about people really seriously, um, we didn't really have any significant changes in how we were hiking. Um, We all were still really excited to be on trail and we're still, you know, looking forward to continuing. We, uh, none of us considered getting off or taking a break. We just wanted to keep moving and not let this have any more power over us. We wanted to just move past it and, um, you know, be grateful that we have the day that we have. So I hope that that's given you some insight, um, I really hope that this also has, you know, made law enforcement take hikers more seriously because, you know, we do live in the woods and we're all a little strange, so I'm sure that they can roll their eyes at us, but this time they really should have, you know, taken a stronger action. So that's that, Um, and I will see you guys later down trail. Happy trails. This is Kenneth, a.k.a. Moron, coming to you from the middle of the Shenandoahs. It's uh, May 22nd. My group, we just started down the trail, hoping to get to a wayside here soon to do a little bit of an emergency resupply. But I want to take a moment to talk about the tragedy that happened, um, I guess, a couple weeks ago here on the Appalachian Trail. Um... My group was, I guess, fortunate enough to be kind of separate from it. Um, It happened a couple hundred miles behind us. And so we really heard about it through social media, Reddit pages, Facebook pages, Instagram, etc. But we did spend two days at Trail Days. And we were, you know, meeting up with a bunch of people who we had seen on the trail. And we're sort of reuniting with. And uh, it does seem like, you know, obviously those who were more closely, uh, I guess, were closer to the actual event were a little bit more scarred, obviously, by what happened. And uh, a lot of them relayed stories to us. Um, 
so they kind of filled in the pieces that weren't uh, super detailed in the, the social media posts that we had been reading about. Um, there was one person who we met who actually testified at the, uh, I guess, the hearing after Sovereign was caught, and she told us about how she had been, you know, the FBI had actually put her and her group up for several days in, uh, I want to say, uh, I don't remember what city, or might have been Marion, don't recall, and then I just heard stories from people who were close and actually had seen Sovereign's behavior, and uh, it just sounded terrifying. Um, you know, we, my group had sort of digested what we, you know, for what it was worth, the whole event, uh, secondhand through everything we had read, and we had spent a long time talking about it. I guess the day that the police made the actual report that someone had uh, passed away because of injuries, um, and it really affected us that day. We were all just kind of talking about how terrible it was, you know, it's really not in the spirit of this endeavor. You know, it's hard enough day in and day out doing everything that we're doing out here without the, uh, you know, the emotional load of hearing that something so terrible could happen. And, you know, another person at Trail Days told us that, you know, she kind of had to take a day because she had sort of an emotional breakdown after the whole thing. So, you know, it colored our experiences for quite a few days. Um, you know, again, I think those closer to the actual event who actually met everyone involved, you know, that's probably a lot more surreal than what we've experienced. Um, but you know, it is all on our minds and, uh, we did kind of talk it out and I don't know, you know, it's just, it's very bizarre that it would happen, you know, statistically speaking, especially thinking about like Bill Bryson's book, A Walk in the Woods, something like that is exceedingly rare. And the fact that it happened um, during all of, all of our through hikes seems to sort of like, I don't know, guarantee the fact that it'll be a long time before something like that happens again. Uh, if you look at it through a, st a strictly uh, statistical lens, which I suppose is uh, comforting in a certain way for those who weren't directly involved. But obviously for those who were, um, you know, that doesn't really provide much in the way of solace. But yeah, you know, it is something that is still on the back of our minds, something that we probably still, you know, talk about at least once a day, uh, whether it's just trying to, you know, be on guard if someone passes us who looks a little bit suspicious or maybe questionable, or, you know, if we just, I don't know, get caught up in the fact that something so terrible happened. Um, so yeah, I think that's sort of the, the shared experience of my group. Uh, it was good going to trail days to get the, the more informed perspective, but yeah, you know, it's terrible. Uh, what can you say? You know, I don't know. Uh, thoughts and prayers go out to, um, the other hiker who survived and I've heard that she's going to try to, uh, finish her through hike next year. Um, so yeah, you know, uh, very extremely strong person there. Um, I heard that uh, if she hadn't been stabbed in the leg, she would have attempted to continue this year. But yeah, I don't know. That's inspirational. Uh, so I guess if you if you can take one good thing out from it, it's that you know even the person who uh, who was directly affected, uh, she's going to still get out there and try to finish the damn thing. So 
uh, lots of respect for that. And uh, that's sort of the way I'm trying to look at the whole thing. You know, glass half full kind of situation. Uh, but yeah, that's sort of my take for what it's worth. Um, so yeah, from uh, the middle of the Shenandoahs, this is a uh, moron again, uh, signing out for now. And we'll come back to you again later, further down the trail. Bye. Good morning, this is Manhattan and I'm currently in Roanoke, Virginia. It's day 59 or 60 or thereabouts. Um, my hiker family and I, along with the rest of the community, had a pretty tough week back when um, all the news started coming out about Stronghold dying and the female hiker being hurt. I would say probably one of the lowest points on the trail was um, the, I can't remember if it was a Sunday or Monday where we were at partnership shelter about to leave to start hiking for the day. Um, then the police pulled us over, said, you know, the trail's closed, wouldn't tell us anything. Um, information started flying, of course, and all of us were just thinking, wow, what if, you know, what if someone hadn't taken one of the zeros we, we'd taken? Like, what if we'd been a day ahead, a day behind? What if the people ahead of us had taken a zero and hadn't been there? So I would say, kind of as soon as we started hearing the news, um, there was a lot of reflection on where our group was on the trail and how that impacted you know, who we met, where we were, whether we were safe or not. There was also, um, there was definitely a lot of frustration with just some of the news coming out and how much we knew, rumors that were flying, people talking about things they didn't have any business talking about. I would say that the the bright spot in all of this was just how tight the community was and how willing everyone was to help each other. Like there were there were hostels letting people come stay if they needed somewhere to go. Um, kind of every, everyone was in a pretty pretty down mood, so lots of people to talk to around the campfire. I'd say every night for that week that that was all that got talked about around the campfire. Um, and then especially when the news started to come out that. A hiker had been killed, stronghold, and another hiker injured. Um, there was definitely a lot of reflection and wondering, you know, how can someone go through this many years in the military and then this is what ends up happening to them in the woods where they're going to recover? Like, the woods are where you're meant to go to, like, go deeper into yourself to learn more about yourself, and this is what happened. So that was pretty tough for everyone. The other bright spot I think was a few days later there um, one of the girls who'd been hiking with the wounded lady caught up and passed us we met at a shelter during lunch and she said she just visited her friend in the hospital and her friend said she doesn't want anyone to stop hiking because of this uh, no one I know did stop hiking no one planned to um, but it, it was I guess it was reassuring to, and kind of inspiring to see that she didn't want this to stop people from getting out there. So overall, definitely a tough week. Um, really, definitely really down. Like our hearts are going out to the families, the people who who got hurt here. Um, 
but the community really is strong and everyone helped each other kind of get through that that first week so it made me realize yep there are there are many 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 more good people out here and I'm glad that I'm getting to meet some of them Um, that's all from now I mean hopefully nothing like this happens again but at least I know I'm in a place with the right people to deal with it and I'll help each other out And that concludes today's brief interlude episode. In our next episode, we will be back to our regularly scheduled programming. Thank you so much for listening and happy hiking.